The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back, everybody, to the Federal Football Report. But welcome back. Welcome to, uh, I don't know what season this is for us, but it is week one uh, for us. And unlike teams in the NFL, we are very well stretched and very, we've read the playbook. We have been in the gym and we're ready for a full season. We don't need a preseason. We're, we're no. good to just jump right back in. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings, and it is week one of the Federal Football Report for the 2023 season. Uh, season The Burgundy and Gold with a win against the Arizona Cardinals in week one. We'll get to that whole thing in, in, in that game, yeah. uh, Kevin. Uh, but first of all, how are you as we enter into another season? You know, it was so funny. Before we came into the studio, I was trying to figure out what season this was for us because – uh, it seems like we've been doing the show all the time, right? Yeah, I can't remember the time that we weren't doing the show, right? But, um, but this show, been great. This... You know, I'm, I'm excited. But here's the thing, man. As, as we go into the season, you know, I'm uh, at Stanfield Kevin on the Exeter or whatever they call it nowadays, right? <laughs> you know, like I still the call it Xavier. I still call it Twitter, and it will always no, be Twitter. Exactly. In my heart. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I realized, and uh, it was in reference to a, a friend, uh, our good friend, Doc Walker. I was listening to his show, and and I didn't know that Doc was involved in the post game. And I thought it was some other individual that, that they, they're using it on, on the network. And my thought was, why in God's name would I listen to somebody who knows less than me? <laughs> you know, why am I wasting my time? No, uh-huh. no, no, the doc was available. Yeah, so that's the same thing about Twitter. Why am I wasting my time on Twitter talking and going back and forth with these people who obviously don't know what we know? So And you get into um, a lot so, of fights on Twitter, Kevin. Right, well, I'm just, you know, <laughs> that's the logical mind, right? Now, now, I'll be honest with you. Some of them you start. I learned that from my friend Liz Clark. There's nothing wrong with stirring some stuff up every now and again. Right? There you go. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Liz stirs stuff up. Stuff changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as indicated by the fact that we have an owner that had like Kevin Durant and uh, Joel and Beeb in, in his box. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's out there shaking hands and stuff. Things change, but I we I just try to make a little noise, little stir some stuff up. But but yeah, we're we're back again, and we're, and we're back because you know what? The people need this show. The people yes, need do. this show. I mean, everybody and their uncle has a podcast. We have one that just happens to be on the radio. So if you all can listen to somebody else's podcast, if it's on the radio as well, you know, more power to you. Mm-hmm. So this one's on the radio. That's all I can say. I'm not yeah. saying we're better than everybody else in the world. They put us on the radio. They didn't put you on the radio. Yeah. So that's, that's, <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. Like I won't say that our show is better than everyone else's show. I'm just saying it's better than most of everyone else's show. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it right. just is. Okay. Because you know, is. I can sit here and run down notes and box scores and stuff. But what we do is what you do. We look at the game and we analyze based on what we see. I mean, that's right. what we do. And I'm that's not going to sit here. I'm not going to run down Sam Howell's stats. I'm not going to run down, you know, wh- whose defense was top 10 at home and home openers on days that are, 
that are even numbers. Like, we don't do that kind of stuff. And we're not going to go through betting number lines. I'm not going to tell you who's covering and who's not. Yeah, really. Because what fans do, we sit here, we watch the game, and we say things that we see, like catch the ball, or you got to get away from him, or tackle him. Like, so we'll say that. No, we go a little bit. There's the tackle him part. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, and, we'll, and we'll get to all that analysis. Uh, let's see. So let's start with before we even get into the game, because we did not do a, um, a uh, preseason. Well, you know, I guess what we'll do is forget the preseason stuff, uh, because the last, the last um, uh, show that we did, the new ownership group wasn't announced and the sale right. wasn't final. Uh, as a matter right. of fact, the last show that we did, we were even doubting that this would even happen by this point, but it has happened. The new ownership team and the new ownership group is in. Magic Johnson has even thrown a few darts at Daniel Snyder. Well-deserved, by the way. Um, yeah. How do you feel about this new ownership team and, and the future with uh, for the franchise? Well, I, I feel that the reason that we didn't talk about it a whole lot, because it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I right. mean, in terms of, you know, the, the new ownership was in the box, in, in, in the booth, watching Sam Howell escape from the Cardinals because he has a, a porous offensive line. It didn't mm-hmm. matter if, if Daniel Snyder or, uh, or uh, uh, Josh, I won't say Josh Dotson, but no, no, the Josh mm-hmm. Harris group. Josh Harris. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, he couldn't catch either. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't really matter for the, the scheme of things. I understand, uh, I personally have been through two enough football games. I don't really have to go and, 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 and uh, you know, uh, absorb it from the stadium. Football is designed to watch on TV. It's That's best. how football is so beautiful. It's best on television. It's best on <laughs> It's right. Yeah. It's right. You know, although, you know, my I, I do watch with the, with the sound turned all the way down because, again, why do I listen to people who know less than me? Watch <laughs> the was good, though. But, yeah, I don't, you know, listen to these people speculate. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They, they really don't know. I can see, you know, the game. I can see what's happening <laughs> just as good as those guys can, right? You know? So, um so, yeah, but I, I think that the fact that this guy either was astute enough or has people around him who are astute enough to know that the fan experience was one of the things sorely lacking around here. This, 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 I cannot, I, I think what really puzzled me, it not really, the fact that it was a shock to have a sold-out stadium for the home opener, the, the season opener, right? That that's kind of weird to me because mm-hmm. I've experienced the RFK uh, 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 experience, right? I've experienced the the RG three seasons, right? You know, football used to come through DC. There was well, no NFL without without a good Cowboy Washington game and by the way, Washington game. Uh, and, by, yeah. and by the way, forget the season opener being sold out, I remember you couldn't get a ticket for the next five years. And so right. you, you either had to know somebody who had a ticket or you put your name on a waiting list. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. So the fact that they were making a big deal out of that, that was kind of sad, actually, I think, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know the fact that there was traffic on the Beltway on Sunday, it was just a little sad. I'm not, you know, I don't like it like that. I don't like it. So the fact that the ownership came in. I don't you know what? He might have bought all the tickets and gave them away, right? Who knows? But he did something to address that. So as a fan, a fan first, you got you gotta be happy with it. You gotta be happy. Okay. So we're happy with that. Let's take a look at what happened on the field. Now full disclosure, um, you know, the same way Kevin reviews movies that he has not seen, 
sometimes. Because uh, sometimes, sometimes he does see the movies. He is a world-renowned movie critic. I will yes, actually yes. talk about this game, and I didn't see one single down of this game. I watched highlights of it. Didn't see it. I was in New York City covering the, U- the U.S. Open for U.S. Open Radio, presented by American Express. And um, and so hey, wait, 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 hold hold they're presented by American Express or we're presented <laughs> they are I guess, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay all right However, I, guess, I guess in a sense we all are right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right and so yeah. um so so and I'll talk about the U.S. Open a little bit later shout out to Coco Golf we'll talk about her really? uh, a little bit later and Novak uh, Djokovic but anyway um and so the uh, I only had access to watch like the national games and this game I don't know why. Fox wouldn't want to have the Commanders and Cardinals as their national feature, but they uh, <laughs> but they decided absolutely. not to. Um, Maybe it was the fact that the Cardinals didn't know if they were going to play a quarterback or not until like Saturday afternoon. Exactly right. Yeah. And so I didn't get a chance to watch it, but as I'm working and then looking over to my left to where my NFL TV is, and I see the little scroll at the bottom, I'm looking like, are the Commanders going to lose this game? Because I'm thinking this – because I was expecting the, a blowout. I was expecting the Commanders to come out, new ownership, at home. The Cardinals are, you know, are, are, are like, you know, spiraling out of control very quickly. And I'm just thinking this is the best opening day scenario for the Burgundy and Gold. And it was not. Now, again, they won. But here's the thing. The only people who say a win is a win are people who barely win or people who know that they should not have won. <laughs> when you're blowing teams out, you never say a win is a win. You know what I mean? You're right. just saying, what you're, what you're saying is, well, look, we got to keep grinding. We did some great things today, but we did a lot of things. You try to stay humble. But w- when you're doing the whole a win is a win thing, that's because you played like trash and you still won. And there is reason for concern. So, Kevin, take me through this game. What happened? Well, I, I did not see the, the coin toss. I don't know if um, if uh, we deferred or not. I hope that if we should make a law against that, you should never get an opportunity to get the ball. You take the ball. That's what you do on defense. If you see an interception, <laughs> unless it's like fourth and, and 56, that's the only <laughs> time you don't pick the ball off, right? right. Other than that, you, you, you get the ball, right? You always Correct. want the ball, right? Correct. So I, to, to, encapsul- to encapsulate, uh, everything I saw, I looked at this as a perfect reason why your starters should play more in the preseason. Okay. Because the team was was out of sync. Uh, there were too many running plays. There was absolutely nowhere to go. Uh, and, and, and you got to figure that's that's not a matter of of, of of gelling or timing or anything. That's just a matter of the big guy up front not pushing the big guy in front of him out the way. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, conditioning was a factor, uh, timing was a factor, and and just overall comfort. Let's start with the quarterback position. Sam Howell is our quarterback. Unfortunately, he's not our quarterback because he won the job. He was awarded yeah. the job late last year, mm-hmm. and it was just given to him. He's never had an opportunity to compete for the job. So the quarterback position is what it is. He might get better. Mm-hmm. And he might not. Okay. So all right. fans, you know, that, that, that that's all there is to it. Uh, I heard I heard Doc say there were some situations where where uh, Carson Wentz would have folded like a card table. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. But 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 how's a young dude, right? You know, he's still a young you know young guy, right? So um, I I'm concerned with um, 
Well, you know what? Let's do it the other way. We did win, so let's let's talk about the excitement, <laughs> the exciting aspect of it. We did win. I don't want to do the autopsy on the on the patient who's okay. up in the recovery room. Yeah, no need to write the obituary right now while the patient is laying there on the on the uh, bed. It's like, uh, he was a Wait, good man. Yeah, he's he still got a pulse, but I don't care. I got to cut it. But yeah, okay. They they hung in there. They had every opportunity to lose that game. If they were playing a team with a quarterback who'd been on the team more than two weeks, they probably would have lost the game. <laughs> uh, but they didn't. <laughs> right. They but didn't. they did. They, right. They didn't. They uh, uh, the offense. I I like Brian Robinson. I think that. If they give him the Me ball too. and let him Me continue too. to pound, yes. mm-hmm. I think that he eventually will become a factor. Antonio Gibson put the ball on the ground again. That was an issue for him last year, and that was one reason he lost his starting job. Um, all this comes to, uh, to me with conditioning. It was conditioning and practice. I mean, you, you're limited as to how much you can hit in, uh, in camp because of the union uh, agreement, right? So – you need to get hit. You just yeah. need these guys need to play more in the preseason. If anything should discourage people from doing this uh, bubble wrap type thing, it's what happened to Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. You know they had him wrapped in bubble wrap in the first drive. He, his career may be over, you know. So mm-hmm. you can't you can't play scared. Okay, so uh, let me, having let me, said all let me, that, well, let me, let me add this to, yeah. to that equation. Remember last year when we had uh, our good friend Rick Doc Walker on this very show. And uh, we talked about football and, and the violence and the contact. And, and I was talking about my son with Little League. Um, right. And he was saying it's the same principle. Like, you got to get the young bucks out there and they got to hit. They got to get used to being hit, got to get used to delivering hits. And they're going to get blown up on one play. And then the next play, they're going to blow somebody else up. You got to see who's going to hit. And you're right. I, you know, I get look, everybody's afraid of injuries. But we've seen so many, especially as of recent, non-contact injuries. I almost consider Aaron Rodgers' injury a non-contact injury because it's not like someone hit him and his foot kind of folded under him and right, someone collapsed right. on it. He was trying to get away from the player, and I don't know whether his foot got stuck, but the move that he did was just a little weird, and, so, and then he tore his ACL. And, and so every time you step on the field and take a play, there's a chance that you could get hurt. I mean, yeah. that's just that's the nature of the game. And if you're trying to protect players – you know, by not playing them, I don't know if you're actually protecting them. But anyway, you're not. You're not. You're causing more damage. You know, yes, it's, it's fear. It's fear of of what people will say if the player gets hurt. Right. You know, every athlete I've always known wants to play. Sure. And when when it, when it gets to the part where they don't want to play, they become less of an athlete. And more of a mercenary, you know, and you can't you can't fault them for that, right? If if a guy, uh, perfect example, Taylor Heineke last year, he knew when he he knew two things. He knew he wasn't going to be here, <laughs> and he knew he was going to get paid much more than he he was making then. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to try him out for a meaningless game against Dallas, and, and <laughs> he said. Oh, on contraire, right? I saying, well, you need to see what you got in Sam. And that was brilliant. That shows you how, how smart a guy that was. But but you, you got to play. You got to get those hits in. It's got to become second nature. You, you got to do it until you, you, you're in the flow of the game. You're in the flow of the game. So I saw that missing on on offense. The uh, uh, the injury to Terry McLaurin, the, the turf toe is obviously affecting him. He's just not 
and he still caught passes. So, um, you know, that, that's a fact. But you got to give props to the defense because when it was looking like the, def- like the team was going to lose this game, the defense stood up. The defensive line stood up. Montez Sweat, um, uh, Deron Payne. Jonathan Allen got a sack backwards. He wasn't even facing the guy. <laughs> he, he just he backed up into the quarterback and knocked him down. So that, that gave me some room for hope. I, I still um, I don't like Del Rio's philosophy, but the fact that the defense took it upon themselves and realized that they could have, they had the power to win that game and, and they took over. That that's a great thing right there. That's a great feeling when your team when your team takes his destiny in his own hands. And that's what <laughs> happened, right? I, you know, this might this team might only lose two or three games, but they might only score fifteen points a game. But right. I can live with that. I'm sure. happy with that. I can live with that, right? You know, because we've learned we don't do the autopsy until the <laughs> until the body's in the morgue. All right. right. So right now, your Washington Commanders, or we affectionately refer to them, our Manders, are mm-hmm. in first place. What can right. you say about that? Yeah, what can you yeah. say? The Manders. Not, last to, year. Yeah, not, not <laughs> to be confused with uh, the Salamander Resort owned by Sheila Johnson. Oh, no, no, no. They might be, but they're not in first place. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. We don't okay. know their quarterback position. Either. Okay, all right. Okay, so, <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Your uh, Washington Commanders uh, beat the Arizona Cardinals, um, you know, over the weekend. One, um, you know, thing that I've been uh, trying to pay attention to uh, is not just the quarterback position and the offensive line. Um, I also I wanted to see how some of the playmakers, I mean, because there are playmakers on the outside here, you know, with McLaurin and with Samuels, and just trying to see are they able to, you know, you've got those quarterbacks who can throw receivers open. But then there's sometimes there are those receivers who get so open that a quarterback can't miss them. Did you see any of that happening with the skill players making it easier on how? It's it's kind of hard because most of the passes that Howell threw were underneath. Mm-hmm. They were the, most of the passes he threw were to guys who turned around and showed Howell their numbers. They were facing him. He threw a couple in stride to a, a McLaurin, couple in uh, stride to a Dotson, to Jahan Dotson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan Thomas still isn't 100%. Whenever Logan Thomas takes a good hit, he's pointing to the sideline to come out. But what I noticed was there wasn't a willingness on Howell's part to just let it rip. You know, I, I don't think that the Cardinals were playing a, like a two deep zone the whole time. And and at some point, you're just going to have to throw the ball as far as you can just to let them know that you will throw the ball as far as you can, right? right? Yeah. I didn't see any of that. I saw, I don't know if he looked deep first and went down to the check down or if the players were designed to come back underneath, but the Cardinals were always there. It was rare that the, the guys were running in space and the guys were wide open. So, um this is Howell's second start. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, right. you know, Cal preseason, right? You know, this is second start, and you, you got to take that into consideration. Unfortunately, you shouldn't have to take that into consideration. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter if it's his first start, his second start. There were a bunch of guys all through the league uh, this weekend who had their first pro game. Period. Bunch of them. Okay. Some of them did all right. Some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. Howell is in that same group. Yeah, he is. How, he is how essentially... is in the same group. 
he is yeah. essentially a rookie because he hadn't played at all last year, except like you said, that one last game against the Cowboys. And even then, um, you know, it was the season was over. You, you know, you never know how things like that even affects a team or anyone else who was on, on the field with him uh, uh, playing. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I do I do think that when you, when uh, you say it shouldn't affect him, it, it shouldn't. But I think it does. And I think I think um, and I don't really see this here with not just the, the commanders, but other teams in the league. When you're starting that young guy, I just don't hear the word patience anymore. You know what I mean? I hear the. I hear yeah. a little bit of the word development and, you know, he's ready and has the tools, but I don't hear patience anymore. And I think that that needs to be understood that, you know, when you've got a guy like Sam Howell or you Howell or you have, you know, the kid Bryce Young in Carolina uh, and some of the other rookies, um, CJ Stroud, who's in, you know, Houston, yeah. the word patience needs to be used. Like, these guys are are right out of high school. I'm in college. We're going to drop them right into the right into this situation where they're going to have to start, and we're expecting them to play well. Like the teams, the team where if the team is going to do well, it's because they are doing well. And we got to use that word patience, I think. But they don't use it anymore, Kevin. No, no, no. Well, it's, it's a couple of things. Um, is that the business philosophy as opposed to the. Um, the, the football philosophy. There, there are too many people in the NFL these days making decisions that have nothing to do with football. Mm-hmm. The um, the uh, the Thursday night game starting on the first week of the season. What is that about? Um, the the color rush games and all that, right? Yeah. The Amazon Prime games. You know, one game they have coming up. So on, uh, I can't remember which one it is, but coming up. There's going to be a game where on Nickelodeon or one of the other ESPNs or something, they're going to have characters from one of the Nickelodeon movies or something like superimposed on the players. So it looks like oh, the characters <laughs> from the cartoon or whatever is playing the game and not actual players. He's going to deep the SpongeBob, right? You know, I will say that my, my granddaughter loves the, what do you call it, the Nickelodeon, the slime games? <laughs> they have a, I forgot what they call it when they, when they, when they broadcast the games on Nickelodeon and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. when they, they, they score a touchdown, the whole screen explodes and all that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? I kind of appreciate that too. It's, it's kind of fun because they root for a touchdown to get something big to happen and all that, right? You know, it, so it takes it takes away from the seriousness of the game. You know, we got guys who who could have career-ending injuries, and mm-hmm. and SpongeBob and Patrick are calling the game. It takes a little bit. So, but yeah, it goes back to what we're saying that you know all these decisions, all these things about the game have nothing to do with football. So yeah, it, 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 you're right. Do you, do you give a guy a chance? I remember Peyton Manning's rookie season. It seemed like I believe I can look it up when we go to break, but I I can I'm believing he he threw maybe two picks for every touchdown pass, mm-hmm. and then every half of every pick he threw was a pick six, <laughs> something right. like that. Yeah, you know, crazy. Mm-hmm. In, in today's NFL, they wouldn't have lasted. They would have they would have you know it, it wouldn't have lasted, right? You know. So and then with the with the pressure for these guys to throw. 30, 40 times a game. Let's see, I think Sam threw 30 times uh, this past game. But there's no need for all that. There's right. no need to, to 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 risk your investment like that, put that much pressure on them. But 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 that's what that's what it is. It, it's, it's not about the game. It's 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 about something else, which I can't yeah. figure out. 
All right. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to get to the first fake news or not of 2023. That's coming up on the Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio and anywhere you get your podcast. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM, anywhere where you get your podcast. I'm Claude Jennings. He's Kevin Stanfield. And it is now time, Kevin, for the first time in 2023 for America's favorite segment, Fake News or Not. It's time for Fake News or Not. Not, 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 not. Exactly. You know, look, we were talking about how long we've been doing the show. We've been doing this segment at least seven years. <laughs> I know. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's good. That's a good indication. Mm-hmm. And this is when I take you know, three statements. Yeah, right, think man. about that, though. We've had complete transitions of power in this country. Mm-hmm. Complete. Almost completely peaceful. Yeah, almost. We've had, <laughs> we've had one that <laughs> But we're still here. Yeah. We're still here. We're still here yeah. for you, America. Yeah, right. we're, and we're not going anywhere. Uh, not you here. know what? One day, Kevin, what we need to do is we need to get together, and you and I need to maybe go live and stream us watching the fourth quarter of a game or something like that. We can that. do that. And do a post game right afterwards. Now, I don't know if we can actually show the game, but we can show us watching the game because there's broadcast rights and all the other kind of stuff. Right, right, right. And we don't yeah, have the budget express. to handle lawsuits right now. Yeah, I don't. You're the one going to the U.S. <laughs> Open and all that. <laughs> <laughs> you had enough money to Uber to New York. I think you'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's time for fake news or not. I've got three statements coming out of Washington. Kevin's got to tell me whether it's fake news or not. Speaking about administrations, there was a certain administration that uh, inspired this segment. Fake, That's right. Fake news That's, right. That's what right. made me think of it. That's right. Fake news or not, segment number one. No need to be concerned with Sam Howell. He will be fine. Fake news or not. Now, that's tricky because of the way you worded this. Okay. I'm going to say that that's news, but it's also fake news on the back end. The first part of your second <laughs> question was, your statement was, you said no need to be concerned with Sam Howell. Stop that right there. Okay. That's news. There's okay. no there's no need to be concerned because mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do at this point. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. There's no you worry is not gonna help. <laughs> right. You, know, right. you better hope he's better than he showed the other day. He you know, um he might be. He might be if if if, if he's allowed to stand upright. Mm-hmm. And and protect it uh, if the enemy works with them and and like and you know molds him right you know <laughs> um, we'll we'll see you know maybe Sam Sam seems to be a pretty level headed dude I will say this I, I will say this he doesn't seem to be uh, 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 hyper or overly sensitive so right. I th- think that it, I think he's a good match for the enemy I, I think that. I think that Bianami can sound off, and Sam won't take it personally. Because there were Sounds some like, who this offseason who yeah. didn't like the fact that he was a little tough on this team. Yeah, yeah, tough. He was we're too tough. Right? They made the playoffs, <laughs> five hundred record, and mm-hmm. they complained about somebody too tough on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I see what the problem is. I see right. exactly what the problem is. So the first part of your statement, yeah, there's nothing you can do. That's news. Okay. The second part of your statement. Mm-hmm. Is if if uh, we're gonna be all right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fake news. 
That's fake news because okay. it's all it's all depending on too many factors. It's not like Sam will make everybody around him better. Right. Sam is going to have to do his part, and he's just going to have to be one small part in the thing. Right? You know, it's going it's going to take um, it's going to be a total team effort in this thing, man. We're going to have to change philosophies a little bit. We're going to have to go a little bit ball or ball control. This team only kept the ball for a minute and a half, maybe two minutes longer than a team that had a quarterback that was just on the team for two weeks. You know, that, right. that's a problem right. to me. Yeah. Like you said, this was supposed to have been a blowout. Blowout. So they're supposed uh, to be blowed um, out. Blowed out, right? Because the team is obviously in disarray. I don't see this guy still having the job after after week 12. Mm, okay. The coach of this team. It was just, it was, it was ridiculous. It was, it was ridiculous. So, um, so that's fake news. Um, Sam is what he is, and I sure hope he's all right, but there's no way of telling right now. Yeah, <laughs> I think no it's fake news, right too, because, I mean, he's giving you no reason to think that you should not be concerned about him. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? Right, right. Like, there's no reason to feel like, oh, okay, cool, we've got the guy that we need to go into the future. Nope, there's no reason to think that at all, just because this organization chose him when it's like, well, he only played one game that was against Dallas. From what I remember, there may have been two good throws that game. Like, I don't, I just don't, and I was there. I don't remember him, like, just solidifying himself as the absolute starter uh, or even better than Heineke. So, yeah, to me, that's fake news uh, regarding uh, whether or not uh, you should check on him because he will be fine. So, and you know, what? one more thing I, I noticed during the game, we were talking about the, the passes and him not letting it rip. That's one thing you admire about Taylor Heineke. If he saw single coverage, he was throwing the ball. He at was that going point, for it. It, yeah. was, it was up to Terry or Jahan or whoever. It was up to them at that point. But he, he was he was going to give his his receivers an opportunity. He said, but, but, I mean, he said, if we're one-on-one, we have the advantage because we got Terry. We got Jahan, right? And right. he would always fire it up. <laughs> he would fire it up, right? We need a little bit more of that out of the Sam, even if he throws us to pick. Taylor would throw the pick, and he'd come right back slinging the next series, right? Yep. You know, So we're not going to be revisionists here. Taylor's gone. Uh, Taylor Heineke is not going to walk through that door. No, <laughs> right? no, you know, save not, anything. <laughs> he's not. He's not. So we, it, it, we, will, we will see. <laughs> we got we got fake news and a half. That's what that, that last okay. one was. Okay, all right. Okay. I'm good all with right. that. Fake news right. and a half there on the other one. Uh, this must be the um, reason to be concerned or not, uh, fake news or not uh, segment. Uh, no, so fake news or not, there's no need to be concerned with Chase Young. Is that fake news or is that not? <sighs> that is a tough one. I, I think that it's news. I think it's okay. news. And for a lot of the same reasons I gave with Sam, because Number one, we can't miss what we never had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's right. That's it's right. not like it's not like our defense crumbled without him. Chase, um, Chase actually has not been the same since the Tampa Bay game, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the playoff game where he said, "I'm coming for you, Tom Brady. I'm coming for you." And he didn't like lay a hand on. He has not been the same since that. Uh, now, granted, the injuries and, and the recovery, but you, you know. Truth be told, man, people get hurt. You know, people have need. Look at Adrian Peterson. Can you, 
it would have been such a tremendous experience for a Chase Young to have the leadership of an Adrian Peterson who's sure, been yeah. through the injury, who, who mm -hmm. can talk to him about the injury, who can talk to him about rehab, who can encourage him, who can challenge him. We don't have anybody like that now. It, you know, I don't know what's in Chase's head. And yes, it is a business for them. But, but when it starts becoming more of a business than, than it is the football, like I said, you become a mercenary. So um, I, I don't think that there is a need to be uh, concerned over Chase Young. I think that it's up to him. Either he's hurt or he's not. You know, uh, I heard people say his feelings were hurt because they didn't decide to you know, take his option and all that. And he's playing the business game with them. And it is a business for the players, too. Um, it is. Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, at, at some point, the type of player you want on your team it was the one that says, like Deron Payne last year, this is my contract year. Let me show you what I can do. Some people don't like that. I love that. I love that. A guy who actually produces when he needs to, to produce. Yeah. Because yeah. And, 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 ready, and someone who's ready for the moment saying, I'm right. ready for it. It's a year that I need to perform big and I'm going to perform big. I'm good. Yeah. He, he benefits, the team benefits. There's nothing wrong with that. One of the old, old guy used to tell me, a fair exchange is never a robbery. <laughs> right? You know? True. So, yes. Uh, so, that's news. No need to be concerned about Chase Young. You can't miss what you never had. That's from, from an old Earth, Wind, and Fire song, by the way. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's right. Well, it's fake news or not. That was Kevin. Three statements coming out of Washington. He told well, us whether it was fake news or not. Uh-huh. There, there was only two. Oh, that was only two. <laughs> right. Big news or not? <laughs> the U.S. Open thing, man. I know you, you, I mean, me. you, you're basking in the glory, right? I understand. I understand. Got me all over the place. So question number three for fake news or not, again, in our no need to be concerned uh, edition of fake news or not, uh, after the uh, fan turnout on Sunday, there's no need to be concerned with other teams, fan, teams fans buying up the tickets and flooding our gates into the stadium. It will be a safe haven for Burgundy and Gold. Fake news or not? I, I'd say that that uh, is news. I'd say that that okay. is um, um, some many of the, of the ticket holders were vocal about, um, about their dislike of Snyder and they were fair weather fans anyway, and they saw opportunities to make to make a buck with their tickets, sure. right? Mm -hmm. You know, they probably I don't, you know, they may have made a profit, right, or at least didn't lose as much as they would have, you know, have you know not going to the game. Right. But first of all, people are people love a winner, you know. They'll 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 come and they'll make noise. Just say I was there, I experienced this. Yeah. Maybe meet the owner. Hopefully, I get there early. I'll meet the owner, tailgating, uh, all that, right? So you know. Fair weather fans, you know, you got those. And if this team messing around and wins, you know, they'll be there. They'll they'll be there. But I think that uh, just being a part of the experience will keep people from selling the tickets, especially not not in mass like they, like they did. Right? There's always right. going to be a few uh, Giants fans, Philly fans, Ravens fans, because it's so it's so close, right? But we shouldn't see the stadium flooded with like San Diego Chargers fans. Oh no, no, no! It shouldn't be a green out for the for the uh, the Philly <laughs> game. It should be, you know, it should be it should be uh it should be fun. It should be fun again. Uh, if nothing else, uh, full disclosure here, I have never liked that stadium. Yeah, I, I've just never liked that. So it has to be uh, a, 
a, a team thing, something good with the team to make that an enjoyable experience for me. So yeah. that's just me. I'm just right. a, a legacy fan. I don't like to say old. Uh, legacy is the, is the new word. Yeah. It is a new catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah legacy. Tech yeah. And things like that. So that's, right. uh, that's it for fake news or not. Uh, we do just have to sit around to see what happens later in the upcoming uh, weeks and months uh, as far as home team sales and tickets versus uh-huh. other teams' jerseys to see if there's no reason to be concerned about that. All right. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFC East and all the other teams. We'll preview the next game for the Commanders against the Broncos. And I might talk a little U.S. Open tennis. That's coming this up might. next. Maybe. Maybe. That's coming up next on the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on 1500 AM Anywhere, where you get your podcast. I'm Claude Jennings. He's Kevin Stanfield. Uh, and let's talk a little bit about the rest of the NFC East. We had the Giants playing the Cowboys uh, in uh, MetLife Stadium in New York. And we had the Eagles. Karen, who were the Eagles? Uh, oh, they were playing the, uh, uh, Patriots. A, a team that I felt they should. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Patriots. A team yeah. that I feel yeah. that they should beat handily. And it seemed like they couldn't handle the Patriots. Did you watch don't, don't any you of think, that game? And what did you think? Yeah. Don't you think we should, like, send a disclaimer out for Rodney in case he – I know he was listening in case he wants to tune away for this for this segment. Because yeah. this is a, a harsh reminder of, of what's happening. So, Rodney, you, you, this mm-hmm. is your chance to, like, leave the room, you know, get a snack or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, but Rodney, Rodney's our guy. He'll take it like a man. I don't know how, but <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, got obliterated. Okay. Yeah. So let, yeah. Well, I guess you know what. Yeah. Let's start with the Cowboys. They uh, played the Giants on Sunday night. Uh, the Cowboys defense swarmed to the ball, made things happen. Not necessarily an impressive uh, night for the offense, but they didn't have to be impressive, which is fine. Uh, they just, you know, um, were pretty pedestrian. Tony Pollard, I think, had two uh, running touchdowns or something like that. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, that's what that was the Cowboys night. The Giants, who were very much hyped coming into the season, uh, Daniel Jones getting a big contract, Saquon Barkley getting a contract, not a huge contract. I mean, it's a huge contract if it were me, but it's not. It's him. Um, but he got his money. I mean, he held out and wanted to wait for the money to, to become available. And the Giants come out and just lay a big flat egg. It's, it's, it was quite puzzling to me. I don't really have an explanation for your home open. Although, like I said, I've always said that first regular season game is really your last preseason game. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's another example of guys who should have played more uh, during the preseason because it was just out of sync. It was just like nothing they did worked. It was just yeah. it was horrific. But for your home opener, I mean, they have the energy that that Washington has been missing. Uh, his, even when the Giants are bad, they have good home energy, you know. Uh, um, but, yeah, I, I don't I, – I cannot say Dallas is that good. I, I just cannot. I have – Dallas needs to show me something. They have uh, let me down. They have to show me uh, sustained effort, although I, I would uh, – uh, full disclosure, you know, we are journalists uh, – did have Dallas uh, on my fantasy team at Dallas defense. There you go. Well, there you go. He scored 30 points, a historic night, 30 points on defense, right? You know, but wow, uh, won't happen again. Because I like the defense. I like the individuals on defense. I think that they can scheme them up a little better. But uh, Dallas was basically uh, serving notice on national TV. 
And you gotta like that. <laughs> you gotta yeah. like a team yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that enjoys the spotlight, right? Because that's what it's all about. Everybody plays every week, but the games that everybody is watching, you you want to play better. So mm -hmm. that that concerns me about the Giants. But we have Rodney on. He'll explain to us why we shouldn't be concerned. But until the time I talk to Rodney, <laughs> we, <laughs> we're going to be concerned. That, yeah, we're going to be concerned about that one. Yeah. Is there reason to be concerned about the Eagles if you're an Eagles fan because of the close encounter and the close call when it came to the uh, uh, New England Patriots? Uh, no, no. I, I think, of, number one, the weather was a was, uh, determining factor in that game. And, and if your offense is based on, uh, is based on pass first, the weather is just going to discombobulate you, especially that type of rain, a, a, a slow rain, a regular rain. That, that's not a problem. But it was a, a, a driving rain. So, uh, uh, the, you know, the Eagles are a better team. They are better equipped to handle that situation. They jumped out to a big lead and just played conservatively because that's what you have to do in, in that type of weather. I think that the Eagles are still um, the team to beat in the NFC East. Uh, it will be a good uh a good uh, measuring stick coming Thursday when they uh, play the Vikings on Thursday night mm -hmm. too early in the season for Thursday night football. Um, but I mean, let's be realistic about the Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts can only get better. Just of experience, right? You know, quarterbacks, the athletic quarterbacks, the uh, the the Hurts, the uh, the Josh Allen's, uh, if you will, they will learn as time goes along. It's it's better to just stay here, and not get hit so much. They can take those hits, but the hits add up. So um, I'm, you know, I I think the the Philly is a team to beat. They they have some struggles defensively. They do. Okay. That's their. Mm -hmm. If we, if you can get a team that can attack them, um, uh, and and just keep on, as we saw with with Kansas City last year in the Super Bowl, they found the, the one thing, uh, the hole, and and they just attacked it enough to win the game, and that's all you need to right. do. Win right. by one or two points, right? So, uh, yeah. So you know, we we're we're happy to to uh, to share first place with Dallas and Philly for for a week or so um, until you know. Truth be told, comes out right. So <laughs> well, <laughs> we're ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're ready. There you go. Um, and we talked about those. Uh, and I guess yeah, the Giants, the only team in the NFC East uh, to lose a game. They yeah. also, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, we'll see. Like you said, we'll see how it all pans out um, with uh, the Giants, and then also with the Jets, uh, with the uh, team that they played and ended up losing. Um, uh, as well. So, yeah. U.S. Open. Um, I was covering the U.S. Open tennis tournament. It was a wonderful experience, man. Got a chance to work with Live Sports Radio, uh, where we put on, and by put on, I mean engineered, produced, ran the board, all that stuff, everything except posting uh, for U.S. Open Radio. And we had a really good... You know, you know what? I know the story of how you got to be involved in this initially, but I, I think that's worth telling how you got to be involved uh, in in, um, in the radio broadcast of the U.S. Open. This isn't your first time doing the U.S. Open. No, this is my second time doing it. I did it once before in 2021. And so I get a call on a random Wednesday evening, and it's a gentleman, Jim Knapp, and he says, uh, hey, Claude, this is Jim. You don't know me, but I got your name from uh, Kevin, our good buddy, Mark Stern. 
And right. he said, um, we just had an emergency. A guy who normally works the U.S. Open radio broadcast as a producer uh, had a boat accident. He tore his ACL. And we need someone to work it. Can you come to New York in two days and stay for two weeks and some change? And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And so I'm calling around to different stations and clients that I do some work for. I'm leaving town. Uh, I talked to my wife. Uh, you know, it's the U.S. Open. And so I went. And I've never broadcast tennis before ever in my life. So I don't know when the breaks are supposed to be. I don't know. Any of but I learned it got up there and uh, did a really good job. Now, again, like Kevin said, I'm not a believer that someone should be replaced just because they got hurt. Right, so right, right. The following year, they bring this up. They bring the other guy who was, who I was filling it for back. I uh, told them, Hey, if you guys ever need anything, just let me know. It's all good. Um, and then this year, uh, somewhere around April or May, they decided, decided to say, uh, to not bring someone else back on the team and say, now, well, Claude, do you want to do this? And I'm like, absolutely. Let's go for it. And <laughs> right. so, uh, yeah. And then, uh, so this is, and so now it's a permanent thing. And so every cool, cool, year cool. I'll be in New York for two weeks doing the U.S. Open. And so I'm not doing that. That's right. That's right. Absolutely, man. That's that's. I, I, the people needed to hear that. People needed to hear that because every once in a while, people are just blessed. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the yeah. blue, sometimes you don't have to chase a blessing. It's just. If falls there, and you got to right. see, got to see it as a blessing. You got to see it as, you know, a sign. You've got to see it as, yeah, it's okay to take this and go for it if you can make it happen. Now, some people can't make certain things like that happen, but some can. Or you can have to rearrange a few things, but don't let certain right. stuff right. stop you. Our good friend, um, uh, 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 Coach uh, John Thompson, Big John, said uh, one day that you can't schedule when opportunity comes visit the house. Opportunity that's shows up right. your house, opportunity knocks on the door, and then you open it, and are you going to let it in or are you not? And it's totally right, right. But opportunity is there. But if you if you shut the door on opportunity, you don't know when it's going to come back. Absolutely right. You have no clue the next time it's going to come back, and you don't know when you shut the door on its face which friends of that opportunity you also cast off. And so I try not That's to. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, yeah, I, I, I know the American needed to hear that because it wasn't like Claude just walking up the street and uh, he said, I think I'm going to go do the, <laughs> the U.S. Yeah. Open. And you have yeah. to be ready for the opportunity now when it comes, right? It's not like you, you can be willing, but, you know, unless you have the skills to take advantage of the opportunity, it's, it's, you're wasting your time and theirs. Yeah. Right? yeah, so yeah. And I, I know. And I was quite proud, right? You know. My time. Know, and, and Coco. Coco, obviously. Once she found out that Claude was doing the radio broadcast, yeah, she said, "I got to win. I got to win." Okay, this. let me yeah, let me let me step back. Okay, go ahead, man. Take, tell me about the U.S. Open. Tell me you about know, the I was, was going to say, you know, unless the, you know, you're going to waste your time, their time, and their money. But right. yeah, so so the Open got a chance to meet Billie Jean King, uh, legendary golfer, uh, the one who uh, fought for equal pay for women, um, and uh, because you know, of, you said golfer, right? Oh, you just said you said yeah. golfer. You see what's on my mind. <laughs> That's the next opportunity. The Masters would be the next opportunity. Right, right. Legendary right. tennis player uh, fought for equal pay for men and women. She's the reason why Novak Djokovic is getting paid $3 million for his win, and Coco Golf is getting a check for $3 million. That's right. That's right. That's right. King. So I got a chance to meet her, Lindsey Davenport, a few other players and trainers. 
that were really big a couple of years ago, but it's always fun. And, you know, I get a chance to sneak into the court sometimes when I'm not engineering a game or when I'm getting a break and uh, watch players. And so I got a lot to see a lot of, you know, Djokovic. I got a lot, to see T- uh, a lot of Tiafo. I got a chance to see um, Coco as well. Um, you know, and, you know, able to go into those uh, uh, stadiums. And, yeah, I had a really, really, really good time. First of all, the three, do you think Coco took that to one of those, like, eights check casting places <laughs> when they gave it the big <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And she gets, she got to pay, pay them a certain small percentage. And, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something tells yeah. me that the envelope with a check in it that they handed her was a dummy check. That was oh, already okay. Paid in. I was just wondering because they have those, you know. And they it was have just those wired right, right, and it was wired right to her not too yeah. long after the match. Yeah, people won't have a bank account, but they'll go right to the Ace. <laughs> yeah, man, go right to Ace Cash Check. I remember working yeah. at McDonald's in Prince George's Plaza and going to Ace, you know, uh, to yeah. deposit. Oh money. yeah, oh yeah, I've um, been there, I've been there. Money. Yeah, been I, been I, right in, I was right uh, out of high school, and and that yeah. you know get paid, I'd go right over to Ace. Uh, and then once I established a few things and had a bank account, then it was direct deposit to the bank account. Right, right. That's how, that's how it is. We live, we learn, we grow. Now, tell me something about the about the the, the finals with with Coco, because uh, she started out behind. It was a comfort behind. She lost her first game, I believe. I believe it was uh-huh. like six uh, two or something. And I noticed that whenever she would, uh, it was like an unforced error or something. She would do that thing with her shoulders, like like teenagers do. You know what I mean? Like that that teenage frustration. And I remember specifically telling my wife, she's acting like a teenager right now. If mm-hmm. she once she starts acting like a tennis pro, this other young lady is in in trouble. Now the word yeah. must have gotten back to Coco that I said this or that, or she saw you in the radio booth. But then she started acting like a pro, and it was like she was unstoppable. It was like right. you could see that that she was on a mission, right? It wasn't about it was it was a purpose into what she was doing. It was like a a purpose to every serve, a, a purpose to every volley, you know. And 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 she's playing all this with the, the, the with the weight of society on her shoulders, right? You know, the, the the weight of black women, the weight of of of, of teenagers, right? The weight right. of women's tennis, right? And and she handled it for uh, to be as young as she is. She handled it with an amazing amount of grace to me. Oh, for sure. And, um, you know, uh, it, by the way, she did that with every single match, the focus and determination, all the way up until the final eight. She played that. And, again, that same focus, that same tenacity, uh, that was her kind of default for the entire tournament. And good for her because, again, two weeks and some change is a long time. And you're going from the tennis center back to the hotel, Dinner, tennis center, back to the hotel, uh, family time, dinner, uh, back to the hotel. And so she, uh, you know, don't have a lot of free time. And so to be able to be there, focus in and make it work, to me, was a big deal for her. All right. All right. I know everybody in my house was cheering and yelling and screaming. You don't have a house full of women. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all except the granddaughter, she didn't care. She was playing uh, roadblock. Have you ever seen this game, this, this game Roadblock the kids play? It's interactive. They can they have little cartoon characters and they're interacting with each other. They all log one at the same time and yeah. they like it's like they're playing dolls and Barbie or whatever. Yeah. But they my niece talking. and nephew do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of interesting actually. It's 
it's good that they can be interactive with people. Right. Uh, you know, and still, you know, be kids and stuff. So I, I can't knock it. I can't knock it. Well, I do have one one bit of news. Uh, okay. This season, you know, and you have been prompting me, uh, encouraging me, uh, threatening me. Well, this is going to be mm-hmm. the, the, the season, during the season, I don't have a launch date yet, but we're going to actually launch the video channel where I do movie reviews that I haven't seen yet. Kevin, you know, I could to... not be more happy about this. And we yeah, gotta, yeah. We gotta get the we gotta get the link to our friend Mark Stern and to uh, Michael Kornheiser and to Nigel and to Tony because it's gotta get you back on the show then at this point. Hey, okay. By this time next week it, it should be out and we'll send the link to everybody because people want to know about the movies we haven't seen. They just want right. to know about it. They, and they, they want to hear it from the perspective of someone who hasn't seen them. Right, right, right. But again, as we said so often, anybody can review a movie they've seen. Who can't? <laughs> anybody can do that. Right. It takes a it right. takes a special special talent to be able to do the ones you haven't seen. And you're absolutely right. I owe that to Tony. I owe that to Stern. And uh, uh, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I hope America enjoys it. And uh, just like as much as we enjoy uh, the Super Bowl run that we're there on. Yeah. Apparently. I've uh, been here. I've heard a little <laughs> bit about that too. Uh, Redskins, and I heard Cowboys. We're going to the Super Bowl. Well, that's right. Uh, coming up uh, next week, more <laughs> responsible uh, NFL talk regarding the Commanders. Uh, the Commanders face the Denver Broncos, who, by the way, are in a whole dumpster fire themselves with their quarterback, who's a Hall of Fame, who I think is going to be a Hall of Famer, and their coach, who I think is going to be a Hall of Famer. They're not on the same page. What's going to happen when the Commanders face the Broncos? I don't know. We will see. Thank you for listening to the Federal Bar Report. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. We'll catch up next week.